1: Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, football is back. It's back! (laughs) I didn't know where Adam was going with that, Bobo. But uh, he Uh, he stepped up to the plate and smacked it out of the park. I was happy with that. That was a great
0: introduction. That felt
1: good. I felt that deep in my soul. Uh The reverberations. It's Gentlemen, true, too. It is true. Football <laughs> is back. We've got the Monday night game uh-huh. on here in the Check. If y'all see us <laughs> glancing off to the side on the uh, YouTube stream, we're recording this uh, in the third quarter, I believe, of the Monday night game between the uh, Seahawks and Broncos. Fourth, baby. Oh, That's oh, the fourth? Prime time. <laughs> Prime time. This is when the stars shine brightest, Daddy. Give me, right. a, give me a score update. I can't see it through your uh, body. Yeah, so it's uh 13-17.
2: Seahawks are up right now, but Denver is uh about to punch
1: it in. Maybe. They're on the ten. Third
0: and goal. Let's see what we got here. Uh-oh. Russ. Doing it in the end zone.
1: All right. Seahawks have looked good tonight. I've been mm-hmm. surprised by how feisty this team has been. Yeah. I think that I think Pete Carroll really wants this one. I think oh, he yeah, wants to sure. stick it to Russ. And Gino's Gino's been all right. I don't think he's gonna lead you to more than like six and eleven on the year, but for tonight, he's looked all right.
0: Yeah, you've had, like, four months to prepare for this, like, first game. Exactly. Um, it's okay. It's fine. Geno's uh, DK line of, like, th- three for – or, I'm sorry, it's, ob- it's the opposite. It's, like, seven for, like, 36 yards. It's like, yeah, it's going to be a very DK year for you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about DK in standard leagues.
1: Yeah, so Seattle, Denver, Yeah, maybe not the best game, but, boys, we had some sizzling finishes – we already we're, we're one weekend. It's the early frame of games on on Sunday, and we have a witching hour to end all witching hours. The Saints with this massive comeback. There's missed kicks galore yeah. in the Bengals Steelers game. The Colts are trying to start off their season with a tie against the Texans. Uh, Justin Jefferson's going absolutely nuclear. Addy, how are you feeling about your Vikes, man? What a great start to the season for Minnesota.
2: Pretty good. I mean, I called them to win the division. That's looking like uh, that could that could maybe happen. I mean, uh, yeah, the offense looked great. Justin Jefferson looks like the best receiver in, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's defense looks pretty good. We'll get to talk about some of those guys. That's right. But yeah, I mean, it was a great debut for us.
0: Mm-hmm. About
2: you guys, how do you guys
1: feel about? We know. Well, we haven't talked about Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. Rams Bob, you okay? <laughs> Rams are worrying me a little bit, man.
0: It's gonna be a tough year. It is. I mean, did y'all see the Jimmy G trade thing to the Rams that came out today that kinda leaked? Um I think it was Jimmy G. Yes, it was Jimmy G that um I that, saw they
1: were gonna scoop him up if he got cut.
0: They already had like a deal wow. pretty much done. And yeah. um Shanahan smartly kept him, I guess, smartly. I don't know. That's was this actually, from Adar Schefter? Opinion. Was this uh No, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure this was legit. I think it was actually Adam Schefter. Um, I think if it is true, that shows the level of concern that the Rams have for Stafford's elbow. You know, it's just a lot of weird stuff with the Rams. It kind of goes back to why did we bring in Wagner but yet let Von Miller go? Why did we let Robert Woods go but panic yet move. bring in Allen Robinson? The Wagner
2: thing was a panic move, right?
0: Yeah. They had to do something. Yeah. Felt like they were getting behind. Um, I'm not so sure another linebacker was what they needed. We'll we'll get to that, but I don't feel great as a Rams fan. I'm I'm looking at rooting for some other teams this year.
1: Yeah, the Colts, I mean, I don't I didn't watch a lot of Falcons games. I mean, I think the most closely I've watched the Falcons was their Super Bowl meltdown against the Pats. So haven't really taken in a lot of Matt Ryan before Sunday. Boy, I don't know if it's just this is the Matt Ryan experience or he's just fallen off that age cliff. Dude looked like he had concrete blocks for shoes. Uh, the arm was like, I mean, it, it was pretty noodly, man. I'm. It doesn't change my outlook. I mean, I kind of figured this was some, like the, the cousin of the Phil Rivers season that we got a couple years ago. That you know led us to eleven and five and a playoff berth. So you know I think nine and eight, ten and seven, win a very bad AFC South and get bounced in the first round. I don't. This didn't really change much for me. The mm-hmm. Colts always do this. We haven't won an opening game going back like seven or eight seasons. We always crap the bed in week one. I saw that a lot of his receivers didn't really help him out either. Man, some brutal yeah. drops.
2: Alec Pierce had a really bad one. I mean, hit
1: him right in the hands. The other one, the guy actually stripped it out of the receiver's hands. So good good play by the defender, but man, yeah, not a lot of help uh, for – Matt Ryan on Sunday.
0: Had the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo been unable to agree to a restructured contract this summer. The rival Los Angeles Rams were lurking as a possible destination for the veteran quarterback, and that's the certified Adam Shifter. There you go. So, I think that's I think it says a lot about what McVay and them know yeah. about Stafford's arm.
1: I think I'm telling you, man, I think that could be something that pops up. Maybe they're like you know, two and three, two and four. The yeah. season's kind of getting away from them. Stafford's elbow's flaring up. They're like, yeah. we're just going to sit him for a couple weeks, see if we can get him right. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: There's nobody to throw to. Yeah, you know, man. when Skoronic, when they started showing him on the little uh, the highlights of one of the wide receivers at starting, I was like, good gosh. Okay, here we go. Yeah, they showed understand. him
1: on the opening starting lineup, yeah. like intros, and I was like, wow, we're really bringing back Skoronic, huh? I was
0: really expecting to see Lance McCutcheon on there. Um we know what Skoranek is at this point. I mean, he is Super Bowl winning wide receiver, but still. still yeah. Not, yeah not a
1: guy I was hoping they'd bring back. I mean, what, that team was decimated with injuries last season. What about
0: OBJ still having a locker there?
1: Yeah, that's weird. Just bring him back if you want to bring him back. Stop being weird about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange.
0: Yeah. So weird week. You know, and then very the, weird week. Chris Godwin looked amazing for a
1: quarter, and I then know. it was like, I hope oh he's okay. gosh. I hope he's okay. Let's get into it, fellas, because we got a lot to talk about, of course. Big week. Anytime you come off of an offseason, no matter how much preseason you take in, week one is always like just information overload. It's a tsunami of stats and highlight reels and information coming at you. So we're going to try to sort through yeah. as much of it as we can tonight. It's
0: gonna be a good episode. This is a big three episode. Don't, there's kind of a play but there's kind of not. We
1: have we have some you know some bullet points, but yeah. we're gonna go off on some tangents. But mm-hmm. let's kick things off if with Josh will let us. Yeah, probably not too many tangents. <laughs> please, but Josh. Please let at us at least a few. <laughs> at least a few. But let's kick things off with the news and injuries here, fellas. And the big news, of course, the defending defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, tore his peck in the game against the Bengals. He actually came off the field and said, I tore my pec. You could see him mouthing that to the sidelines. Look like, talking to Dr. Leezus, full pec tear, six-month kind of recovery time. So your season's over. But we get the word tonight, literally I think at about halftime of the Monday Night Football game, that he's seeking second and third opinions. And now the latest is that He's not going to have surgery, and he could be back at the end of October, beginning of November. So I don't know what to make of this, but uh, T.J. Watt was his normal self uh, in the game against the Bengals. That defense really showed up, so this is obviously a big blow for the Steelers, no matter how long he's out, Addy, but maybe Mm -hmm. it won't be as long as what we initially thought.
2: Yeah, but I mean, either way, that's that's uh, that's a killer right there. I mean, mm-hmm. what at the earliest he's going to come back is what did you say, end of October, end
1: of October, beginning of November. So
2: yeah, I mean, that's not good. I mean, this the Steelers team. Gosh, Mitch Trubisky, and then you lose your your best. You lose the Defensive Player of the Year. That's Najee just, Harris is uh, Najee banged Harris up. Is banged up. Deontay Johnson was questionable going into the game. Mm. Um, he made an amazing catch by the way. Yes. If you saw that. That was, yeah. I mm-hmm.
1: mean, Alex Highsmith. Uh, we're gonna talk about him. We got top scores at DL, LV, and DB. This, he was the top DL score, so they had number one and number three. I think.
2: Yeah, that's insane. This will definitely open up more of an opportunity for Malik Reed, and I think they've mm-hmm. said that as much. So yeah, um, yeah. But you can't replace that guy. I mean, no,
0: it's, that's it's, brutal. It's essentially like losing a, a JT CMC draft capital wise. I mean, you took yeah, you took TJ Watt with pretty pretty high draft yeah, capital. If you were, if you were reaching, yeah, run. I mean, if, he was yeah. one of your top threes.
2: It's, Probably. it's either Water Mike, or Parsons for the most part in every league. Yeah, yeah
1: so some other injuries here worth mentioning. Uh, J. Ron Curse on crutches after the game with a sprain, sprained MCL, likely to miss two to four weeks. That's a blow for a sleeper yeah. DB that we all liked a lot. Uh, Trayvon Merrick and Denzel Perryman left the game against the Chargers, did not return. Chris Barnes carted off with an air cast, just a high ankle sprain. Uh, Quay Walker suffered a shoulder injury. The severity is unknown. Uh, Adrian Phillips was ruled out of the Miami contest early with a rib injury. And this was more of a depth piece, but it's worth bringing up because we're going to start seeing more of these now that the season has started. Mm -hmm. But Derek Barnett suffered a season-ending torn ACL during Sunday's win over the Lions. I read that list. Obviously, T.J. Watt is the biggest injury news on the defensive side of the ball, but Abbo, J. Ron Curse is a big loss as well for IDP managers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we all like Curse's size. We all like Curse, what he did in uh, in 2021 on the field, put up a lot of IDP point, points for us. Um, I'm kind of more in tune to the Derek Barnett loss. Maybe not so much for Derek Barnett. I mean, he's he's very meh at this point in his career. Um, but I really do think that it probably elevates uh, Josh Sweat and uh, Hassan Reddick in what appears to be Josh, what you claimed last week of being a really good uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. And uh, the Eagles put up a lot of points pretty early last year. uh, Last week, I'm sorry. Which means I think a lot of these pass rushers are going to have opportunities because these quarterbacks are going to be dropping back, um, trying to pass, trying to catch up to the Eagles every game. It's going to open the door, I think, for Sweat and for uh, Hassan Reddick to some extent.
2: Unfortunately. Fortunately, we're probably going to have to add Jamal Adams to this. this I
1: test. know. That was the uh, the news that came out of the Monday night game. Jamal Adams. I haven't seen an update come across Twitter yet other than uh, he was downgraded to doubtful at the time. Obviously, we're here in the fourth quarter, and he's not returned, so he's out for the game. It was a knee injury. They took him off the <laughs> sidelines on the cart to the locker room. Uh, the sideline reporter, I think it was Lisa Salters, was saying that she could hear and everyone on the sideline could hear him screaming in pain wow. uh, at the severity of the injury so you don't like to judge it based off of reaction, but uh that is uh that is not that is not bode well yeah. for how severe this injury will be
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's so a
1: shame. uh big loss if uh, it's a serious knee injury that's a top you know five to yeah. seven safety we're looking at for this year who could be down for the count and if it is a big injury for him I mean Jamal Adams has hurt us enough. I think
2: you know this guy has had a hard time staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm out on Jamal Adams forever. Wow, <laughs> is this it? I think so. The bridge
1: is mm-hmm. is finally burned down, Bobo.
0: But I do agree with what you and uh, I got a little mower time in this weekend and listen to you and Johnny's preview pod. And you were uh, guffawed. That might be the complete wrong word for. I this. like it. I, w- I want to see where, to where you go with you. it. I was guffawed at the fact that uh, Jamal Adams didn't go top twenty four in Johnny's.
1: Yeah. Were you thinking gobsmacked there?
0: Uh, Guffaws
1: like laughter.
0: Yeah, I was guffawing. You were guffawing. There you go. That (laughs)
1: works. Yeah. That's that's good. I'm proud of you, Babo.
0: Top twenty four though preseason. I was definitely taking Jamal. That's that's
1: nuts. That was the one thing coming out of that episode. I was like, what? What? (laughs) What are we doing? I know there aren't. There are Jamal haters out there, and he has some. Holes in his game, but top twenty yeah, four. I didn't. Silly. I on. didn't
0: hear yours. I did hear Johnny's, and Johnny's was like, "Yeah, I'm probably rolling with McKinney and whoever he had as well." I'm sure there was somebody else there. I think in it the was league. McKinney and Harrison Smith or something that Johnny had. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Antoine Winfield Jr. something like that.
0: Yeah, but you're right. Dynasty wise, if somebody's going to come and pay you for Jamal, just with the off chance that maybe he returns in a year, or so it's probably time.
1: There was a great uh, picture and a great tweet on uh, on Twitter. I wish I could remember who it was, but said that. Jamal was doing this sitting on the ground. He said, Jamal Adams doing this gesture with his fingers about an inch apart after a interception smacked off his face mask is the most Jamal Adams thing yeah. ever. Yeah. It's like, no, Jamal, like, yeah. you should have had that, bro. I
2: mean, he's got a, a nice reel of of mm-hmm. that at this point. Balls like going off his face. Mm-hmm. Pause.
1: <laughs> let's let that soak in I for love a minute. That you said pause. Let that marinate. Cut that. that, Josh. No, no, clip <laughs> that for social, right? Exactly. All right. So let's talk about with the injury news. We can hit on some of the waiver targets, and we want to give a shout out to our boy uh Boobam, who put up the waiver wire article. Just went out about 45 minutes ago. Check it out, theidpshow.com. All of our features, all of our kind of perks for paid supporters are are free this week. So you get a nice week one preview, and then they'll be going behind the paywall for week two. So uh, banged up the injury report podcast with Lee Andrews, the uh, Boobam's waiver wire article. Uh, we have the start sit or the uh, Q and a thread that went out that you and Johnny discussed on the episode. You almost forgot it. Mm-hmm. Almost and, did. And Johnny pulled you back off the mm-hmm. cliff. So Thank shout you out there. shout out Johnny for that one. And then, Addy, the dynasty ranks. That's right. You're in there. You're working. You're cooking. Sir. And they're gonna be available for the paid supporters very, very soon. Yes, sir. Doing my best. Doing my best. It's all I know how to do.
2: They're gonna be good though. They're gonna be great. I've been I'm adding excited. a ton of stuff to them. Mm-hmm. There's just gonna Yeah, it's gonna be the uh, you know, what I'm gonna be working on the rest of the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Getting them tight. Getting
1: Get them right. right. That's right. What else what else do we do, Bobbo? And I will say, a lot of great dynasty ranks out there, but mm-hmm. what I love about Addy's is he just packs them full. It's like when you're going on vacation and you use every square inch mm. of your car's interior space with suitcases and whatnot. That's what Addy does with these rings. He's packing in as much as he possibly can.
0: Agreed. We're going to uh, get in there and update our little IDP um, trade
1: value chart, trade trade value, value value right.
0: chart which uh, it's probably been a while since we updated that last. Um, it's essentially saying that uh, Baron Browning is worth one-fourth and Bradley Chubb is worth a second and a third, maybe. Um, It's been a while since I've looked at those, and it's probably about time we get those up to snuff.
1: Yeah, so check that out. It's a free resource, again, available on the IDP show com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so over there. Bobby's all in on Bradley Chubb. All in. I was going to say, wow. Hey, he's having a fancy <laughs> here we night go. here. Damn. That fancy was some high night. trade value. But thank you to everyone who has supported us over there. We okay. had a season-long goal for paid support over there, and we've already surpassed it before week one even started. What's, Brad- What's Bradley Chubb <laughs> worth? Shout out to our listeners. Real
0: quick. He's got two sacks tonight. Uh, third? A third? By itself? Yeah. Yeah?
1: Third. That he's taking a fourth.
2: He's like, yeah, yeah, probably a fourth, but he's, I'll
1: say a third. He's got you. I mean, in um,
2: yeah, in Sleeper, where he's a DL.
1: Yeah, that's true. Probably not like a fourth, maybe. No. If he's a linebacker, I'm not interested. Yeah. Mm. Unless you're in one of those leagues where you can maybe swap him over to edge true or position. D-end or DL if in the future. D-end,
2: yes, I'll be interested.
1: Very interested. Hmm. So let's talk about some who you want. This is the cousin of who'd you get, and we're going to hit on some waiver wire targets. Again, shout out Boobam for the waiver wire article. Check it out, theidpshow.com. But he highlighted some guys for DL, LB, and DB. And uh, probably my favorite one here was a player we've talked about a lot this offseason because of the name, Divine Diablo, double D. Mm-hmm. Wearing the green dot, I think he played close to 95% of snaps. Now, he didn't have the greatest game, four tackles and three assists, but. With the Denzel Perryman exit due to injury, the fact he was wearing the green dot, and uh, the snap percentage for week one, I'm very encouraged. And uh, I think Brighter Days might be ahead for Double D.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, 63 snaps,
2: 40.6 PFF grade. But, you know. I feel like that's just all the Raiders linebackers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not far from the truth. Jaron Brown, he played 44 snaps. He had a 40.4 PFF grade. Uh, But, yeah, Denzel Perryman had a 70.3 PFF rate before he went out, so just 26 snaps for Perryman.
0: But if you were kind of paying attention to Diablo late last year, the Raiders were kind of testing the waters a little bit with him. Week 13 through 18, they were kind of ramping up his snaps. He played uh, 66% of the snaps um, week 18, uh, had five tackles, also had two other games of nine, actually nine, nine, and ten tackles. So um, that is very astute, Josh. I like the – I like the who you want there because especially with the uh, the Perryman exit, there's going to be not only snaps like there already were, but now there's going to be increased opportunity. Yeah,
1: 94% of snaps for Double D. Yeah, that's in healthy. Week one. So we don't want to overreact, especially to performances. What we really want to focus in on, gentlemen, is the usage. Yeah, Not just the snap percentages, but how these players are being deployed. And I was very encouraged by Double D in Week 1. Some other nice targets here. What do you guys make of... Marcus Williams, this is the traditionally deep safety for the Ravens, played 100% of snaps, but 10 tackles, 2 assists, and an INT. We mentioned that Marcus Williams, the reason I have him, I think, in four of the 10 best balls we did is he's the perfect type of best ball safety Mm -hmm. because you get to enjoy weeks like week one where he goes off, but you don't have to worry about do I start this guy, do I sub him in, but what do you think, Addy, worth a pickup in traditional – Start-sit leagues? Eh,
2: I don't think so. I think you probably just saw his best game of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did play a ton of snaps, too. 84 snaps this Mm -hmm. past week. That's not going to be something that stays consistent. So, um, snaps will certainly come down. But, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as the usage goes, I mean, he played 56 of those, what, 84? Mm He played 56 of those 84 snaps at free safety. Um, He did get 10 in the slot, 10 in the box, Mm -hmm. one on the line. So, I mean, he did get, a you know, some snaps closer to the line of scrimmage, which is honestly more than I thought he'd get. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think that's going to repeat. That's a, if you can sell that guy for something, if you have him for whatever
1: reason. Chuck Clark
0: that. also had nine tackles and a forced fumble as well. Yeah. So, trade him also.
1: K-Ham was out there, I think, for 50% of the snaps. Exactly 50, I think.
0: That's kind of more than I thought, too, after seeing him in the preseason. I didn't really
1: know what to expect. I'm not really surprised one way or the other with his usage. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's a good, we talk about uh, uh, Ernest Jones being a great linebacker handcuff. I think Kyle Hamilton's obviously, if you're you probably got him in dynasty, I don't know how many redraft leagues this guy was getting picked up, but if you got him, he'll, that's,
2: get, he'll get dropped. I'd say, yeah. So yeah, go scoop for, him. Yeah. If if
1: uh, if something if you, happens
2: to Cut Clark, or. yeah,
1: and they're you know, I think this Ravens team is going to be good. So as long as Cut Clark is healthy, I think he's going to be out there. Eighty point five PFF
2: grade this yeah. past week, eighty point one coverage grades. So yeah, I mean the Ravens definitely trust this guy. They
1: trust the vets typically in week one. So mm-hmm. if you see anything promising from a rookie, that's a really good sign because typically that's veteran season. I know you like this one though, Addy. And shout-out Jace Abbey for this call. Talanoa Hufanga mm-hmm. for the 49ers. Do we finally, finally have a San Francisco 49ers safety that's worth anything for IDP, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, maybe so. He The usage was great with him. Now, that game was,
2: like, extremely sloppy. I was yeah. I was tuning in because I was interested in Trey Lance and his debut. But, yeah, I mean, they, San Fran was basically just stacking the box every time because, I mean, really they couldn't do much because of the conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean – Game script wise and usage wise, it was a perfect game for him. But mm-hmm. he looked good. I mean, he was around the ball consistently, uh, probably more than anyone else. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they were using him basically like a linebacker. He was playing down to the line, you know, at the line scrimmage quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The hair looks damn good. Yeah, I mean, the the look you get, you think you get a little, you know, you get the Polamalu
1: vibes. That's right. Oh boy, wouldn't that be fun if we It'd had a fun. little. Little uh, poor man's Palomalu here.
2: But, I mean, again, it was a monster game for him. So, I mean, I'm not going to be
1: surprised if that's his best game of the year. Oh, gosh. Cody Barton
0: grabbing at his knee Uh after a nice little TFL on Javante Williams. I
1: was going to say, Cody Barton having a nice little game in this one. I think Uh, Jordan already has a sack. Yeah, Brooks Brooks has had, I think, 10 tackles last time we checked. So
0: Brooks playing well also. Uh, Oh, you hate to see that. You talking oh, about no. a team that's going to need two linebackers that just lost uh, Jamal Adams. Uh, I Jordan. swear,
1: wasn't it Johnny saying that the backup linebacker for the, yeah, the Seahawks the fullback, was a
0: fullback? Like Bellamore, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so uh, what about this one, Bobbo? I liked this one. And, and we try to hit a variety of league sizes and roster construction with these waiver wire yeah. ads. So this guy is rostered probably in most leagues. But old Greg, Gregory Russo was... Along with Von Miller, I thought the most impressive pieces on that Buffalo defensive line, and his snap percentage in particular was very encouraging. What do you think about uh, old Greg? Worth a pickup in shallower leagues?
0: Well, speaking of old Greg, we need to give old Greg Rosenthal a little bit of credit because he basically said coming out of camp that it's Russo and it's Von Miller. And even though we know that the Bills love to rotate these, uh, these edge guys and keep everybody fresh, and not only did... You know, these guys look good, but Boogie Basham looked good as well. Um, I think Epinesa also had a sack. Greg Russo is somebody that I am – I've been trying to acquire Greg Russo basically everywhere that I can for the last couple months. And I think the further we get into the season, the harder that this is going to become. Um, I know the four solos, one TFL and one sack is not like a ton of stats yet, but um, I think Russo's snaps are going to increase – Um, maybe not a ton because they still are going to be rotational. But, gosh, man, you've got so much help there. That defense looks good again. Tremaine actually had a pretty decent little game he put together. Um, The Bills are going to be stupid good all year. And it's going to give these guys an opportunity to just pin their ears back.
1: I I think so as well. And it's worth pointing out here, Addy, that some of these guys, like Von Miller, great example, old Greg, these kind of big play machines – in rotations, like what the Buffalo defensive line is. These are, for me, flex plays. I'm not necessarily looking at guys like Russo or Von Miller. Maybe, depending on the matchup, I, I would start them in that DL or LB slot, however they're classified on your platform. But, like, I started Von Miller as a flex play this week. And that's typically been how I viewed him. He's listed as a linebacker in RSO, so that's part of it. Uh, it changes the equation if they get the DL tag. Mm-hmm tremendously but if you're kind of hamstrung by this lb designation for these guys these are flex plays for me yeah
2: because i mean von miller proved you know like like he did this week that he can he can he can win you a week i Mm -hmm. mean you just need two sacks from him that's it and the way you know because the leagues we play and they're all big big play scoring so Mm -hmm. i mean that'll 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 give you a clear advantage over your opponent if you get two sacks out of somebody like that so Mm -hmm. i love von miller man he looked great he looked, looked
1: really – that, more than anything, just watching him and kind of seeing him dip around some of these offensive linemen was that, very impressive. And that
2: defense is so good that they'll be able to let him get rest some weeks. Like, that's what you saw against the the Rams. You know, they got up so big that they yeah. – he didn't have to play much in the fourth.
0: Sure.
1: Um, yeah, if they can let him rest, man, unleashing him in your fantasy playoffs yeah. as like a big play kind of chess piece, but he'll oh, have, that's beautiful. You
2: know, I, I think – the floor for him is what you saw, like fifty percent. Like mm-hmm. he'll have his weeks where he gets seventy yeah. percent. I agree. He's still got it, man. I mean, he's 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 the best pass rusher of the last ten years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Right for us, so he's still he's
1: the active sack leader. I saw right. Is yeah. that what the stat they were trotting out there? Yep. The opening game. So wow, yeah, some good waiver wire uh, possibilities there. Go check out the article theidpshow.com. dot uh, But gentlemen, let's pause here for a moment and. Look at this beautiful Mountain Dew that we have been uh, blessed with mm-hmm. by myself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, Mountain Dew <laughs> Zero Sugar Voodoo. Uh, this was a flavor I got introduced to the regular flavor. Yeah, Bobbo, here, hold it up to your camera, and I'll, I'll throw it on you. Uh, so you can see Mountain Dew Voodoo Zero Sugar. It's a mystery flavor. So throwing it back to truly the big three days, we're going to do a little taste test here on the pod. So uh, cheers to you all. Hopefully you won your matchups, but uh, this one's for you guys out there.
0: A
2: little annoyed that Josh got me the zero sugar. I wanted the full thing, but you know, beggars can't be choosers.
1: That's pretty nice. I don't know how I would describe the flavor, Bobo, but um, that's not bad. My throat was getting a little dry too, so needed some refreshment, but that's good. I told Addie it's it's just Mountain Dew. Like, what's the flavor? I don't know. It's just Mountain Dew, man.
2: Tastes like a zero sugar drink. I'll say that. <laughs> like a, It tastes does. like a
1: melted down gummy bear. Sure. Um. I don't know. If I'm, I don't know if I like it that much. It's yeah. It's fine. It's a little
0: peachy. I can't believe you like it. I don't taste peach as much. Mm maybe maybe uh, pineapple
2: wouldn't wouldn't recommend it
0: so explain to me the zero sugar uh benefits behind this just no sugar at all yeah no sugar but still caffeinated yeah i think it's it's good for you right they put an aspartame in here oh aspartame
1: yeah so you're getting all that goodness I, i think you're probably rocking about 120 milligrams of caffeine in this bad boy so we're not going to sleep tonight what's a cup of coffee uh yeah 113 milligrams uh cup of coffee is like 90 so we're just we're chugging a uh, cup of coffee tonight I'm going to let boys. you
0: finish that job.
1: <laughs> so you're welcome for that. Uh so glad that I went out of my I'll way finish it tomorrow. to get that for us Thank but you. I uh, promised you I'll finish it too. Yeah, I bet you will. How new is this I thing? I love
0: this gift. I'm not going to throw this in the garbage. I watched a video not too long ago of a dude who bought a uh, crystal Pepsi on eBay that was from like oh 1980 and just it? Dr- chugged it and then straight into just Freaking projectile vomiting, vomiting yeah. yeah. I think I've seen that. One. Y'all ever That's, have a Crystal Pepsi? I don't think I ever had. They,
2: I think they released those recently again. Really, not too long ago. They were good.
0: All that crap comes back around. The real sugar Mountain Dews that were in like the glass bottles. Yes, I remember those. Get back into those. Had
1: the hillbilly on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, oh yeah, the, 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 the red. They're made with real sugar. Yeah. Cane so, sugar. I think like, it's technically like a moonshiner.
0: Yeah, it's not like something I would like. So,
1: uh,
0: Kentucky,
2: in th- uh, certain parts of Kentucky, they have what's called Mountain yeah. uh, Mouth. It's from Mountain East, Dew mouth? Mountain Dew. Eastern yeah. Kentucky.
1: Didn't Diane Sawyer do like a Dateline special on this? Like mm-hmm. kids getting Mountain Dew in their yeah. baby bottles?
2: Yeah, this stuff has really ruined a lot of lives, especially yeah. in Kentucky. So good. Yes. We endorse it, though. Tough Check year, it
0: out. Tough year for Kentucky also. There's some out Mountain Mouth country. There's bad rains here last uh, little hey. flooding action.
2: Yeah, they trying to stop us and take us down, but they won't. We're a
0: resilient
1: bunch. I'll say it. I don't know uh, who you were talking about sure, or what was sure. being said there, but you, you brought nators.
2: The- they get them naders
1: come through, the floods. <laughs> I was trying to remember, yeah, that was just um, been a weird, weird yeah. weather year
0: for Kentucky. Josh, hit the Tom Petty one back down.
1: <laughs> yeah, let, let me pull that up. It's on the fifth, uh, fifth board. We got so here, what right
0: happened here. here before? Before we just completely end this game. I see it's fourth quarter, with thirteen seconds left. Did they just miss a field goal? It looks like Geno's back out on offense. Pete smiling.
1: Boy, is Seattle about to win week one here? Uh, oh, they're, they're did. showing wow. Brandon McManus. He must the wow, wow, wow. field goal. So let's keep we it rolling it. here. Geno's twenty
0: three of twenty eight.
1: And talk about the top twenty four scores. This is we always like to check in week one and just sort of get a pulse check. For what we think of some of these high scores, a lot of these are going to make sense. I'll tell you, though, I know we have big play scoring. These are all big three scoring, which is big play. But, God, the IDPs went bananas this week. I haven't seen a week like this, especially a week one, where you had this many IDPs north of, like, 25 points. Mm. I mean, these are big-time performances. They were showing off. So, I think for the title of this episode, I think I'm going to go, like, Veteran edge rushers go bananas or something like that. Hey, because
2: what, what were we calling
1: all offseason, baby? That's right. <laughs> Respect for the old guys. We're old yeah. guys, and we wanted to show these dudes yeah, sure. some love. So it's at the top 12 here, gentlemen. Alex Highsmith put up 45, Khalil Mack 44, TJ Watt, we mentioned he was number three with 38 points, Jerry Hughes. Revenge game against the Colts. That was mean. Did not appreciate that. 37.35. Miles Garrett, no surprise. 37 points. Jeffrey Simmons, you love to see it. 32 points. Then Von Miller. We mentioned him. 29.7. Quiddy Pay. This warmed my heart. He was pretty quiet on like 71% of snaps, I think it was. uh, But went ballistic with a couple of tackles for loss, couple sacks. Uh, six solos and an assist for twenty nine point three five points. Trayvon Walker, gentlemen, twenty six point two. The rookie has arrived in Jacksonville. Duron Payne, twenty five point eight points. Rashad Weaver. Mentioned as the backup mm-hmm. for Harold Landry came through, 25.2 points. And then Boogie Basham, that Buffalo defensive line absolutely feasted against the Rams, 23.6 points. Which name out of this top 12 of defensive linemen, gentlemen, uh, is most surprising to you? Well, it's got to be Jerry Hughes. I mean, mm-hmm. that's... He hasn't done that
2: in quite some time. Although, I mean, if you've looking if you've been looking at pressure rate and pressures and all that stuff, that dude's been he's been up there as one of the, the best, um the best at to get into the quarterback and, and and creating havoc. So he just hasn't had much of an opportunity. So he definitely has that there in Houston. Mm-hmm. We mentioned him on on the pod, uh the preview pod. Somebody that you should you know, keep on your radar. And yeah, I didn't think he was going to come through like this, but
1: I think um, Houston is sort of that team this year where you could see a lot of production from a lot of really stinky names. Cause they're not a bad team. They're not bad. They don't have a lot of like top tier talent, Mm -hmm. but they've got a lot of veterans. You know, Lovey Smith is going to coach that defense up really well. I don't think they're very talent rich on offense. Davis mills is, like maybe like the third or fourth best backup in the league. I don't know that I want this guy as my starter, but yeah, I don't. That team could probably win like four or five games. I think they'll sneak up on some teams week to week. Mm-hmm. But Mark,
0: yeah, got to give Sam some credit for uh, back in his DL preview pod, um, even bringing up the fact that uh, Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison just That's traveled right. together. That's right, down in Houston together.
1: It's like they got a two for one flight right. deal, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'll sign yeah, down there sure. too. Right, I'll come yeah. with you, bud. I'll
0: but hop on there. Are you
2: guys." Picking up Jerry Hughes? Probably not, right? I mean... Probably am. Are you? Mm -hmm. I think so. I think this could be like a... What kind of designation does he get? He's a defensive end in RSO.
0: Oh, that's nice. And you're right. There's some... I mean, I still like Jonathan Greenard, obviously. They do have my boy uh, Ogbonia Okurangwo from the Rams that went down there, um, who, as long as he can stay healthy, he showed some signs a little bit last year. Um, That Houston team is maybe not as bad as we thought it was going to be. It's still bad, but... Maybe not that bad. So what about uh, Rashad Weaver? Any
1: interest there in Harold Landry's backup?
2: Yeah, I mean, he certainly looked good. I mean, you can mm-hmm. do a lot Where I mean, you're always looking for for guys like that, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's, you can,
1: it's not like a flash. Like,
0: he's stepping into that role, right? Yeah, he's going to so, continue
2: to get opportunity. If he's pl- performing well early on, they're going to yep. continue to plug him in there. So, yes, I mean, he is he's, he's worth an ad for sure.
0: I always go back to what Josh said um, years ago on the pod that fantasy football and football in general is a war of attrition. You know, and especially week one, it feels like, dang, how many people, like, oh my gosh, Barnett's out. Oh my gosh, Jamal Adams. Oh my gosh, TJ White. Like, honestly, I feel like a lot of people need to be competing with their benches as much as they are their starting lineups. Um, Because people are going to get hurt. Like, you're going to lose a linebacker week three, and you're all of a sudden going to have to plug in somebody who, if you're not paying attention, you may be grabbing somebody really nasty on waivers, as opposed to... Grabbing somebody now, um, you know, letting them sit, letting them produce on your bench, try to compete with other teams on your bench, really, um, because those injuries are going to happen.
1: Yeah, playing defense with your bench, right? Keeping guys off of other teams and uh, blocking them for picking those dudes up. So we mentioned Weaver. We mentioned Jerry Hughes' potential pickups. Let's hit the bottom half of the top 24 for DL here. Joey Bosa, good to see him on this list, clocking in at number 13, 23 points. 23 points for Dominique Robinson of the Chicago Bears. This was a name Rookie. that, yeah, Boobam mm-hmm. brought up in his waiver wire article. So, uh, I mean, that team is going through a transition period. So, if you want to see it, maybe another week with Robinson. I don't blame you, but I think he's one of these young guys that could step into opportunity on a team that is tearing it down to the studs.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's in front of him is Travis Gibson and... Al Qaeda in Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, he's he's could easily leapfrog both those guys. There's nothing special there, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Robinson with 23 points. Jordan Phillips, two Buffalo guys back to back here. Pretty much both with about 22 points. Jordan Phillips at 15, Russo at 16. Matt Judon, Babo yeah. here at 17 with 21.65. AJ Eponessa pretty much. Every single Buffalo Bills defensive lineman scored above 20 points by big three scoring against the Rams. That will not happen uh, every week. I can promise you that. But A.J. Epinesa, 21.55 points. Grady Jarrett was out there working against that Saints offensive line, 21.15 points. Cam Hayward, love seeing him on this list with 20 points Rashawn Gary, 19.55 points, Bobo. There Mm -hmm. you go. Uh, Max Triple X Crosby clocking in at 22 with 18.5 points. The other Bosa bro, Nick Bosa, at 23 with 18.35. And my flag plant at defensive line, Daniil Hunter, at 24 with 18.15. Just a solid week overall, boys. I think if you had one of these top IDPs along the defensive line, you came away very happy with the production you got
2: yeah a lot of a lot of the uh the guys we spent high picks on came through with it mm-hmm. came through for us so you always love to see that uh but yeah i mean you know next week it could be a very different story you just got to uh-huh. we're still yeah. early let's not freak out yeah, either let's, way let's
1: not uh, overreact here i think this is more Bobbo, to just shed a light on yeah. uh any guys that maybe are outliers on this list? Are we interested?
0: It's almost like the Venn diagram of production and snaps. Let's look at this small little segment on the on the inside to where who had the most snaps, who saw the most amount of production. You know, because guys like AJ Epinesa, um You know, some of these guys who aren't seeing a ton of snaps are not going to see this type of production week in and week out. Now the Rashawn Garys, the Max Crosbys, the Nick Boses, the Daniil Hunters, the guys that are seeing a lot of opportunities um, and that are on the field a lot um, and are in good situations. I mean, Daniil Hunter might be somebody who could win your league this year because you probably didn't have to give a ton for him in your drafts. Um, He was going as probably like the, what, DL – six to 12 range but could very easily be a top six defensive end in 2022 especially with you know even zadarius zadarius was a castaway in a lot of drafts this year just because kind of people forgot about him i love it that duo
1: greg rosenthal called it the rare didn't say hi in the hallway revenge game for zadarius smith did you hear this no uh plug back in on the around the nfl podcast here as the season kicks off and they mentioned that Z'Darrius Smith was pissed off at the Packers because when he was injured and rehabbing, guys would like look down or look the other way when passing him in the hallway. Wow. They wouldn't even say hi to him. It was like he was off the team because he was injured. So mm-hmm. this is a, a very specific revenge game, but uh, Z'Darrius Smith got his revenge. Great celebration. The, mm-hmm. the army crawl and grenade thing. You know? I just love Z'Darrius Smith. He's so yeah. much fun. Love seeing him in the... Purple and gold is. Would you call that gold? Purple and yellow. Sure, it's gold. Yeah, some sort of some shade of yellow gold, sure. right? Sure. Uh, but yeah, sure. the point here, Bobo, you mentioned, you brought, I think, said this very well, is that we bring up these top scores uh, to see if there's anyone that doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. Should we look at picking them up? But. We expect this. Yeah, We expect this from these top players. They're going to have weeks like this. Yeah. As Addie mentioned, not every week. That's how IDP works. Uh-huh. IDP scoring week to week fluctuates way more. If this is your first year playing IDP, don't be disappointed next week if Daniil Hunter or Max Crosby puts up five or six points. That's uh-huh. just how this goes. But it was fun for week one. We get the football itch scratched, and some of these guys came through in a big way. For your lineups,
0: yeah, it's a lot. Like you know, offensively, I thought about, I played against Devin Duvernay this week, and I thought this guy's really starting Devin Duvernay. And then I checked Sunday afternoon; Duvernay's four for fifty with two touchdowns. That's like, fantasy okay, football cool. in a nutshell. Good call, dude. Yeah, I don't know that Duvernay is uh, going to see that week in and week out, but there are a lot of Duvernay types on here.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. We're we, we just want to highlight some of the randos, and that's fun. That's why I like checking in on these top scores week to week. Is it's like watch wait, Duvernay go. Who like did this? Yeah, Duvernay is this. like uh, the offensive player <laughs> of the year. It.
0: He did. He was like a huge pro, uh, producer in. Uh, I think it was the Pac-12. I think he came out of Texas. But anyways, sorry,
1: Bob or uh, we'll Addy. Why don't that. we shift here to linebacker and hit on uh, the top twenty-four guys, including. The number one score at the linebacker position this week, a player very close to my heart.
2: Yeah, Mr. Devin White put up 35.2 points this weekend, seven solos, one assist, two tackles for loss, two sacks, one pass breakup, and two QB hits. Didn't grade very well, though, per use, 58.4. <laughs> but still, this dude just 84 made 84 yeah. tackling grade. Yeah. 84 tackling grade. And also, I mean, you know, if he does, I guess, clearly have issues in coverage and stuff. But he makes up for it by making huge plays. Mm
1: -hmm. I know he's on waivers in our all twenty two league, which tells you all you need to know about maybe the quality of his play. But for IDP production, uh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe there were some other juicy names on there. Adams going to get. He's on my
2: team already. (laughs) Who is he? he I'm sorry (laughs) for that.
1: I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean,
2: awesome, awesome start for Devin White. Uh, Camu grugier Hill uh 18 tackles 14 solos four assists 27 and points uh 58.4 pff grade so
1: for as sloppy as that houston indie game was they really turned out some uh, idp performers for week one mm-hmm. i'm sorry that was not his pff grade his pff grade was 37.4 so not great somehow
2: worse than Devin Wade. big difference <laughs> yeah what did you say it was I said it was Evan White, which was 58.4, oh, but yeah. no, it was 37.4, 43.3 coverage grade. So, yeah, Grugier-Hill's also always been a, a terrible grader himself. So, I mean, at some point, we might see Christian Harris, mm-hmm. you know, if that stuff That continues. would be fun. I and would like that. And also, Houston may not, you know, they, they, they're they not going to be contenders, most likely. So, they'll probably be shifting as the season wears on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah Parsons, just absolute monster 27.45 points four solos one assist two tackles for loss two sacks two QB hits 85.7 PFF grade 88.4 pass rush grade just uh yeah i mean he's
1: he's he's the best defender in the league yep i think
0: mm-hmm. you know he certainly looked it on Sunday night, man. Did you see the uh, PFF stat at the beginning when they introduced him that he was one of 120 linebackers or whatever that PFF statted out last year? That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Wow. I saw Macri said he got some snaps at cornerback, too. Yeah, he had one, what? I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think I watched it, too. I don't remember. Who did they play again? They played the Bucs. I think it was one of those random little uh, – They sent Rashad White out into the flat,
2: and uh, Parsons went out with him. But maybe they moved him to safety with Jaron Curse missing some
1: time. I mean, why not? (laughs) Let's just start him everywhere. (laughs) Start him a defensive tackle, let him get some kicks in here. Sure, sure. This next day, Maddie, uh, was – surprising but not surprising because this is what this guy does jordan hicks should have known yeah should have known alongside eric kendrick's 27.1 points this next guy though i know you're very excited about who was number five pete warner
2: 22.75 points 12 solos one assist one tackle for loss one forced fumble uh graded pretty decently too, 58.1 pff grade 62.6 coverage grade but the most important stat was the 81 percent of the snaps Mm mm-hmm like I mentioned on the Paul Johnny, if he's playing above 80% of the snaps, he's going to be a must-start for you every single week. So love to see this from Pete
1: Walker. Yes, sir. Thank you, Eddie, on the board for that one. <laughs>
2: yes, sir. Another another nice one coming up, Michael Walker. He could have some value for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess depending on when Deion Jones, Deion Jones comes back. But 20.4 points. 4 solos, 2 assists, 2 tackles for lost, 1 sack, 1 QB hit. Graded decently too. 62.5 PFF grade, 67.8 coverage grade, 79.6 tackle grade. Oh my
1: gosh, I just saw Roquan's grade. <laughs> Roquan Smith. Oh man, Roquan, bro. This is why the Bears did not want to pay you. By yeah. the way, but I mean, it was
2: uh again, this was a monsoon of a game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't look too much into any of these data points that come out of this one. I'm just trying to um, make excuses for Trey Lance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's just in denial that Jimmy G is going to be starting week five. Yeah, yeah. Roquan did what we expect him to do, 18.9 points. Drew Tranquil, 18.5. Juwan Bentley, 18.45, clocking in at number nine. EJ Speed at number 10. It was fun to see EJ yeah. Speed rack up uh, the stats that he had. Three, three solos, four assists, one sack. One forced fumble and one QB hit. But, folks, uh, Leonard is going to be back, if not next week in week three. So, it's Zaire Franklin, him and Bobby Okereke were the two linebackers. EJ Speed just popped Mm -hmm. on a low percentage of snaps. He's been
2: doing that, though. Mm -hmm. Didn't he
1: have some pop games last year? I mean, he seems like he makes some plays happen like that. Almost 80 PFF grade. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Just, Last it, name Speed, I love that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, we'll that. Mm-hmm. I wonder how he looked on the old uh, player profiler, but not a guy I'm interested in picking up just because I don't think he has value. Uh, especially if, I mean, if Shaq Leonard's back next week, it's him, it's Bobby O, and then Zaire Franklin slots in as the LB3. Yeah. So, enjoy. If you had EJ Speed for some reason, congrats, uh, because you got a great week out of him. So, Bobby Wagner clocking in Bobbo at number 11, 18.15 points. And then Miles Jack, we called him 2022's Denzel Perryman off to a great start there with Pittsburgh, 17.5 points. This Steelers defense, my God, I think Minka's probably going to be our top DB score mm-hmm. on the week maybe. So Yeah, man, they just got guys that like to put up points. Seriously, you love to see it. So Miles Jack there at number 12. Bobbo, any surprising names jump out to you from the top 12? Who are we trusting out of this group? We trust in Devin White? Uh, definitely not trusting EJ Speed. Definitely not
2: trusting Juwan Bentley. Um, we trust in Camu? D- definitely not trusting Drew Tranquil. Definitely not trusting Camu. What Everyone about, else, I feel pretty What about stronger. Jordan Hicks? Like, yeah. what's
1: your temperature on yeah, Hicks? You, sure. feel, you feel good? Is he like an LB3 LB yeah, for your team? Yep. We're we Probably
2: going to outperform that, though. He's probably going to be an LB2, but yeah, he's a guy that just continues to get disrespected, but he's... He's going to pile up the, yeah. the tackles.
0: We didn't want to trust him last year, and we should have.
2: So you don't trust Drew Tranquil? Not really, no. He only played um, 60% of the snaps last mm-hmm. week. I think Kenneth Murray played 70% of the yeah. snaps. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Kenneth Murray played 70% of the snaps.
1: I hadn't seen this yet. 70% of the snaps. Kyle think...
2: was 40-something oh, percent. Oh, my gosh. So they're really? just... Reader did not play at all. Gitches yeah.
1: so. was not uh no. on the field at all?
2: No, but yeah, I mean Trankle looked the best and had <laughs> the best coverage and you know, best grades and all that stuff, but yeah, they they gave Murray the most snaps. So. That is
0: insane. 5 tackles
1: on 41 happening? snaps. Yeah, for Drew Trankle, great player for all 22, 77.6 overall great. I think I've got him in all 22 and had mm-hmm. him down at like fifth on the depth chart, so we'll be Bumping him up uh, next
0: week. You but said not to trust Jawan Bentley because he's a New England Patriot. Yeah. Everybody needs to remember that.
2: But, I mean, if you do – I mean, he's a fine linebacker. There
0: have been years where I'm like, there's got to be somebody up there. And then week the next week, they're, all of a sudden, his snaps are down and they're playing, you know, they're back to the safety yeah. in the box type situation. You never feel
1: confident
2: putting that exactly. guy in the lineup.
1: Speaking of more surprising names at the linebacker position, Patrick Queen, clack uh, – Uh, was here at 13, was 17. He clacked in. He (laughs) clacked in. I think clocked and uh, racked up maybe was where we were going with that. 13th, 17.25 points, Babo. But I believe, I believe queen played a hundred percent of the snaps. And I think he was one of only four or five linebackers to do that. Mm -hmm. um, This uh, week one. So, more product of volume. We know Patrick Queen is not great. Uh, mm. 53.8 overall grade, 45.3 tackle grade. Proven It's but, yeah, going yeah. up. We're back in. <laughs> and then Houston, what is going on here? Christian Kirksey, so I'll tell you what was going on. The Colts got yeah. back into the game running the ball with Jonathan Taylor. So a lot of tackle opportunities for their linebackers. Christian Kirksey there at 14 with 15.75 points. Jermaine Pratt, mm. Johnny mentioned him. On uh, the episode, you guys did 15 points there. For good for 15th overall with the Bengals. Uh, Nick Bolton. Hello, Nick Bolton. Let's go. 15 points. And then uh, Damian Wilson, Carolina. Weird usage going on there with Frankie Louvu and Shaq Thompson. But Damian Wilson put up 14.9 points on limited snaps. Good for 17th overall. Quincy Williams. Shout out. I always forget the school. Addie, help me out. What is Quincy Williams? Murray State. Is it Murray yeah, State? I believe. We always,
2: we always go do. Racers.
1: Yeah, go race. Well, it's one a Moorhead State. Murray or Moorhead? Okay, one Monday of those two. two. <laughs> Shout out to that Kentucky school where Quincy Williams is from 14.5 <laughs> points. Uh, Devondre Campbell, 13.75. Foysa de a 13.5. My other flag plant, David Long, 13.5 here at 21. Alex Anzalone, who was just, boy, he looked bad, 13.25 uh, <laughs> points. Um... Graded at a forty point three, so hey, I think his hey, the fancy
2: point. Don't give a damn yeah, about the
1: That's it. Yeah! I think his day of reckoning is coming. Considering Rodrigo was the number one graded linebacker for the Lions. Boys, it's officially here. We can put the bat signal up in the sky mm-hmm. for Nate Ties Zaven Hashtag Zayvin season is here. Thirteen point two five points, good for twenty third overall. And then one of the legends, Levante David, at twenty fourth overall with thirteen points. Mm. Addy, who gets you most fired up looking at this list? Is it our boy Zayvon?
2: Yeah, for sure. Zayvon Collins is is someone that I'm super hyped about. 95% of the snaps this weekend. So,
1: it's here. We we wondered what it would look like, and at least for week one, very encouraging start.
2: Yeah, I mean, otherwise, who am I hyped about on this list? I mean, eh, Nick Bolton only got 77% of the snaps. You know, we'd love to see him get more than that, but I mean, he's going to be someone that... That's more than I thought he would get. He'll stuff the stat sheet when but a, he gets an opportunity.
0: But again, going back to Macri's... Uh, uh, expected tackles uh, statistic from from last year. Nick Bolton was super super high, and if we're looking at that again on seventy seven percent of the snaps, you've got uh, essentially eleven tackles. Eighty seven percent defensive overall grade there for PFF. I don't know, man. Nick Bolton, I love you. <laughs> it's it's a uh, yeah. He's he's, he's good. so good to watch. He's so fun to watch, you know. And even I think Willie Gay got a little bit banged up, but I think Willie Gay was playing pretty well also. Uh, that Kansas City, it's just gonna be Kansas City and the Bills pretty soon. Like um Well, we got Kansas City and the Chargers on Thursday night football. Gosh. Like
1: oh wow. Let us go then, folks. That, that is gonna be hopefully Keenan is okay. Yeah. I think Keenan's probably out this week, but Josh Palmer. Josh season. Palmer, Mike Williams, that should be fun. This little John three DeGutter. this little three pack here. Okay, Devondre Campbell, Foy Saylewick and David Long. It's not. I mean, even if they don't have like the you know 20, 30 point games, it's good to see some of our guys that. Oh, that's we, their.
2: That's ever. That's their floor. Right. That's I their think worst this. Games of the year. You know,
1: thirteen and a half points across the board for these guys. Campbell with thirteen point seven five. I think that is. If they
0: got less than that, I would consider that a bad game. Yep. This is average. I feel like anybody here that you have that you're like, yeah, probably maybe looking to get off of him after a little hot start. We t- we trading Pat Queen after this week. Boy, I don't know, man. Hundred percent of
1: snaps. I mean, the God. dude may be a little, little, a uh, little gross in the PFF category, but I I'm trying to wash my hands of Angeloni. It's <laughs> it's coming to an <laughs> end, folks. I mean, the long blonde hair can only take you so far when no, you're as bad at tackling as he is.
2: Literally, no one's giving you anything for that dude. Yeah,
0: he's the um, take router of 21.
2: But yeah, I think Patrick Queen's a good call. I mean. Um, there's there, not a lot of sexy names on this back half. Devondra Campbell. Look at this
0: bro. Look at this bro. <laughs> yeah, we're watching Russell, Russell Wilson insane.
2: highlights. He's an absolutely insane person. Wow. Devondra Campbell's going to be a nice sell for you at some point. I think you know. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: extremely excited to see Quay Walker do mm-hmm. his thing this weekend. That was fun. Yeah. What's uh, we have him in here? Are we there yet? No, because he got he got banged up. Yeah, yeah, that was unfortunate. But uh, we had a, we had a phrase for that. Uh, busting makes me feel good i think it was scheme busting scheme busting scheme busting we do love that
2: he's a scheme buster here's our first scheme buster ladies and gents that's right walker he's the poster child of it we're Mm
1: -hmm. gonna get into ambiguous Mm -hmm. situations here in the last segment of the episode so let's talk about some dbs and then we'll get into some of these just kind of situations that were a little murky we got on david collins maybe no. No, man. No. I think this is what you're waiting
0: for, right? And we didn't see. 45.5 PFF grade. And Vigil didn't do much. Vigil, yeah. For me, so that was kind of the um, validation that I needed for like, okay, let's lock in Zayvon's season. Boy, but that
2: Arizona defense looks so bad. Well, it,
0: I think who's how's it going to get The better? offense looks yeah. bad, too. The, I think know? they just yeah. got
1: exposed. I think that Kansas City team is way better than we all thought. Yeah, I mean, I think that team might be like a 14-3 and type of team.
0: Who was saying it a while back? I think it was um, Rich Eisen saying, why are we sleeping on Patrick Mahomes Um, with him not having Tyreek? I mean, now he's just going to spread the ball around. I even like what he said about cole this week that – He's like, yeah, I probably owe Miko a couple touchdowns this year. Like, he knows. He knows he threw to Tyreek too much. He knows he can pretty much put it on whatever guy he wants to. Let me read these DBs for you, Please, Josh. I'm going to hit the That'd top 12, give you a little break. All right. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick there, 39.6 points on the week. Ten solos, four assists, one INT, one defensive touchdown. Uh, a couple other points. He had a 90 overall pff grade minka was a menace this week bro. for week one minka was awesome uh marcus williams there 31.3 points for baltimore 10 solos and two assists telenoa hufunga there the overall safety three in week one of 2022 welcome to the fantasy football season with 28.85 points our baby adam's baby tracy walker there with 28.65 points Not him solos. on the bench Wow, that's had a
1: Winfield and Javon Holland felt great. Both those guys played well, but then Tracy Walker just goes nuclear.
0: Yeah, he went uh, ham. Fun to see um, Brandon Jones there down in Miami. Joshie's boy, twenty seven point five five points. He had eleven overall tackles. He had a sack that he uh, tacked in there also. Legarius Need, another guy that you've heard on this podcast, twenty six point seven points, eight solos, one TFL, one sack. Derek Forrest. Derek. Dark. Dark Force. I'm not familiar with this character. Washington Safety, 23.85 points. He had uh, four solos, one assist, one INT. Don't miss that PFF grade. 91.5.
2: he's going to get some playing time. (laughs) Was this the Cam Curl replacement? Okay, and there's plenty of talk about this guy getting some playing time even when Curl comes back.
0: Name to know, Derek Forrest, D-A-R-R-I-C-K, if you're looking it up on Sleeper. Uh, Nate Hobbs there uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Shout out.
1: This was a Macri special. He had him ranked, I think, as his seventh cornerback for week one, and I I, I, I stream CBs in our main league, and so I was like, what do you think about this Nate Hobbs guy? He's like, yeah, I think he could be a good pickup, so – Picked him in, subbed him in, 23.75 points. Thank you, Mac. 80, oh, yeah, thanks, Mac.
0: Green. 83.8 defensive grade. Bryce Callahan for the Los Angeles Chargers, 20.5 uh, points on the week. Uh, Jonathan Owens there in Houston, safety, 20.7 po- uh, uh, 20.75 points. 11 solos, 4 assists. James Bradbury in 11th, 20.7 points. And then Desmond King rounding out the top 12 DBs. 20 points, five solos, one assist, one TFL. You know one thing that I'm seeing out of a lot of these guys here in this top 12? Minka, big play, INT. Marcus Williams, big play, INT. Teleno Hufunga, two tackles for loss, one INT. Tracy Walker, one TFL, one sack. Brandon Jones, one sack. LeJarious Sneed, one sack. Derek it, Forrest, one INT. This L- is how lot it of big goes, play groups right? Here.
1: Yeah, that's that's why you typically – I was. I had this kind of epiphany um it was last season I was like why are there so many cornerbacks mm-hmm. like are cornerbacks kind of like the new hotness friday p no it's just because every week when you look at it it's the cornerback that's going to have a pick that's going to have a sack you know mm-hmm. uh, it's it's the big play monsters especially at db and that's why you see a lot of cornerbacks because they are the ones getting uh the INTs that can you know flip the flip the scoring for the week I will say though I don't
2: remember a start to the year where we had this yeah Many just big safety games, and also just the big tackle numbers for these safeties. Mika Fitzpatrick, 14 tackles. Marcus Williams, 12 tackles. Uh, Hufunga had 11 tackles. Tracy yeah. Walker had 13 tackles. Brandon Jones had 11 tackles. Jerry Sneed had eight solos, and a TFL. He had mm. No assist. Doesn't look like it, no. Anyway, though, I mean, just that's just a. Uh,
1: abnormal amount of tackles that's what i was saying the the idps were balling out this week and i think it really manifested with the db position mm-hmm. i mean these guys like now there was a lot of a few games went to overtime and there was a lot of snaps played
2: in some so maybe that, that helps. had some something to do with a lot of these but
0: this is another reason too why you don't overdraft dbs because mm-hmm. you know minka you drafted pretty high but marcus williams pretty much an unknown tell no funga Waiver wire. Tracy Walker, you've heard about. Brandon Jones, you've heard about. Legerea Snead is a corner. I mean, he's really deep in a lot of drafts. Derek Forrest waivers. Nate Hobbs waivers. Bryce Callahan waivers. Jonathan Owens waivers. James Bradbury cornerback. Desmond King. You know, Desmond King, the other cool thing about him, I'm pretty sure that he's returning um, kicks and punts for Houston, which you need to pay attention to the, your league. I will say,
1: obviously, we love Brandon Jones. We love Legerea Snead. We've brought them up a lot on this show before. Uh, Talano Hufanga, you heard about him from Jace. Uh, a lot of folks were high on him. I know he was a Joey the Tooth favorite as well since he's a 49ers fan. We mentioned Mark and, uh, Marcus Williams uh, as a good, like, best ball target because of the big play potential. Minka you know about. He was fantastic last season, really broke through finally for IDP. But Tracy Walker, he's the one, Addy. I want your pulse check on Tracy Walker. What's your temperature? He's not going to score darn near 29 points every week. But is this guy top 12? Potentially? Yeah.
2: yeah, I think so. I mean, and Detroit paid him really well. And when, there's just not a lot of talent there. But Tracy's always been a guy that, that's good at making plays, good at uh, getting in the backfield. Yeah, he's, he's he's one of the few bright spots on that team.
1: And Lord knows he does not have a lot of help in front of him at the linebacker position. Yeah. He got ejected last week did he yeah mm-hmm.
2: he's smacked somebody mm-hmm. oh well sometimes kinda, guys kinda, need to get smacked i like that i do too
1: yeah. so let's see if we have gritty. some some safeties turn up here the Bobo, gritty. in the, yes, the bottom half of the 24 let's
0: keep it rolling here with uh number 13 uh, recently uh brought back from the cleveland browns troy hill los angeles rams 19.5 points he had eight tackles and one int a kilo witherspoon pittsburgh DB there, nineteen points. He had eight tackles and one INT. Asante Samuel, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm just saying the teams because you might not even know who that's right. Yeah, I I don't know who Dark Forest was. Antoine Winfield Jr. You know who he plays for. Eighteen point five points on the week. Derwin James, everybody knows who he plays for. Eighteen point two points. uh, Seventeenth overall safety in week one. Harrison Smith, your Viking safety there. Seventeen point seven five points on the week. Donovan Wilson, Dallas safety. Let's go back real quick too. Harrison Smith, eighty-seven point five overall PFF grade. Let's go. Uh, Marco Wilson, Arizona DB, seventeen point seven five points. Cameron Sutton, 21th overall. Twenty-first. Uh, Twenty-one. 21st. <laughs> words is. are words are hard. It's almost Bobo. eleven o'clock, and I have two children. It's my wife's birthday, Megan. I love you, baby. <laughs> Happy birthday, Megan. Thanks <laughs> for letting me come to the podcast, baby uh Cameron Sutton 21 uh Javon Holland another Miami um DB there at 22 DJ Reed another guy that Adam likes and to round it all out cornerback for the Buffalo Bills who was really really good in 2021 Tayron Johnson 16.25 points in week one
1: there we go a lot more of the traditional safeties I think Addy that we expect to see on this list but it was fun seeing some of these kind of Deeper playing guys that we think are playmakers like Antoine Winfield, like Javon Holland showing up here. Um like we've said, you should just not matter for a lot of those guys. And so there are two types. Let me ask you this. Does does that kind of categorization not apply for Marcus Williams in your mind? Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't put him in the same bucket as these guys? No, 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 no.
0: Here's what you chase in these guys. You look at the tackles because the tackles are, you know easy to replicate what you want to stay away from is the big play stuff if a guy has an int if a guy has a sack if a guy has a couple of tfls that's cool um but that's kind of hard to do from week to week so you're you know troy hills may be okay he's got eight tackles he did have an int which which uh increases his value here uh but then you've got guys like asante samuel who had four solos and one int um yeah, that's cool. But for DBs, I probably want to go elsewhere from him. Um, whereas Antoine Winfield, you know, six tackles, has a good PFF grade. Derwin James, we're all going to play. Harrison Smith, we're all going to play right here. Um, DBs are just weird. Look at snaps. Look at where they're lining up. Follow at PFF Macri on the Twitters. Inter- oh. I'm kind of interested in,
2: obviously, the who's going to replace Jaron Curtis. There's like Donovan Wilson, I guess, will be the guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Malik Hooker's out there as well, but...
1: Maybe Micah Parsons. Who knows? Yeah, yeah potentially.
2: <laughs> but it looks like Don Wilson had 23 snaps in the box, 21 at free safety, three in the slot, four on the line. So, I mean, that's great usage. So. Yeah.
1: It, more than any other position, and we've talked about this till we were blue in the face this offseason, alignment matters so much for DB.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't let anybody out there on Twitter tell you differently. Mm-hmm. Alignment is critical for predicting which DBs are going to be successful week in and week out. You can have these boom games. Mm -hmm. You can have these pop games where somebody playing 45% of snaps or playing mainly deep gets a pick six interception or a couple of sacks or a TFL. But consistently week to week, the guys that are in the box, they're playing those sweet spot snaps, D-line, box, and slot corner. Those are the guys that you want to start. So pay attention to this. Don't be blinded by the finishes. Look at the usage. Like Babo said, pay attention to guys like Macri that are helping you sort through all the noise for the signal. Speaking of which, Addy, you had a nice little segment idea here looking at ambiguous situations, things that we wanted to check in on. This was Evan's question on the preview pod. Some ambiguous situations that we were excited to get clarity on, and at least for one week, maybe we have a better idea of how these things might shake out. Why don't you kick us off with... Just some situations around the league that uh, had your attention headed into week one.
2: All right, so we're going to start off with the uh, New Orleans Saints. I'm very curious in the safety situation there. Um, of course, you know, Chauncey Gardner johnson out the door now, and they brought in Honey Badger and Marcus May. Both of these, uh, both those guys required this offseason. So, you know, just curious to see how they're using these guys. Um, first game. Uh, Honey Badger played 75. Both of these guys played 75 snaps, Honey Badger and Marcus May, so that makes it easy on us. Um, Honey Badger played 21 in the box, 43 at free safety, 8 in the slot, 3 on the line. Marcus May played 52 at free safety, 14 in the box. Seven at slot.
1: So, wow, Honey Badger weren't. was more the box safety yep. than May, which is not what I would have expected.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's that'll be good for his value, I think, going forward. Uh, also, Honey Badger was, was uh, questionable coming into the game. So, I mean, probably wasn't feeling his best. Mm-hmm. I think it was illness. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, there you go. I thought you just meant, like, injury maybe had him. A- his body hurting, but you think he might actually had a case of the yeah, sniffles.
2: I think he had something going on with his uh, blowing
1: it out in the toilet. Oh, blowing it out in the toilet. <laughs> right. Okay. He had the poopies. Sure. He had the poopies. You hate to see that. A couple other, uh, yeah, it's uh, this one? There we go. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> that was a total guess, but it worked out beautifully. A <laughs> couple other saints you were excited to check in on how they were being used. Pete Warner, we mentioned him. Great week snaps way higher than I think even the most optimistic Pete Warner manager would have imagined. I think he logged, uh, what was it, 81% of snaps for week one? Yep, exactly. But uh, how did our boy Peyton Turner look? I grabbed a lot of Peyton Turner in those best balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, just curious maybe what could happen there for the uh, young player, second-year player, I believe. Uh, any snaps at all week sure. one?
2: Yeah, 14 snaps, 29.7 PFF grade. Let's so. go.
1: <laughs> just light that best ball pick on fire, folks. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, – what a waste.
2: So that was – yeah, that was New Orleans' highly drafted uh, edge rusher from last year's draft. So, yeah, we're going we're to be
1: keeping up with him. But, I mean, yeah, it's still early on. Small sample size. Yeah. They got know. two good players in front of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. All that jazz. Uh, Kansas City safety usage was another situation that you were curious to monitor. Uh, you have, of course, Justin Reed, a guy that we were very high on, was almost one of your flag plants before you had to step in and make Jalen Phillips that dude – But Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, the Kansas City safeties now with Dirty Dan and Honey Badger out the door. How did it shake out week one?
2: Yeah, so Justin Reed played 50 snaps, 28 at free safety, 11 in the box, 8 in the slot, 2 on the line, 1 at corner. So that is 42% in the sweet spot. So that's okay. Mm -hmm. Juan Thornhill, 50 snaps, 33 at free safety, 9 in the slot, 8 in the box. That's 34%
1: in the sweet spot. So. Bobo, that is... Similar the, usage. That, yeah, that was not a split that I was expecting. I thought we would see more of Justin Reed in that sweet spot.
0: And we might end up getting to that point. Um, Juan Thornhill actually played pretty good. Um, this could be indicative of how much Arizona was trying to catch up to Kansas City in the game. Um, but in a closer game, I will be interested to see where Reed plays more. Obviously, he's a kicker, you, apparently. That's right.
1: Right. You get uh if you get points. I wonder if, if any, I got one. If anyone gets points for kicking,
2: I noticed he got it in one of the leagues I was in. Because I, I have, have a lot of Justin Reed. Yeah, it should be. You should be getting
1: points you for should. Justin Reed. What a kicker. What a player. Pretty what, cool.
0: What a team. I'm I keep saying it. This Chiefs defense is so much fun. Furious George, mm-hmm. you know, that whole line. Carlos Dunlap had a sack. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. You've got the depth there with Leo Chennaw. You've got Justin Reed. Now you've got Juan Thornhill. You've got Lajarius Sneed. Dear God.
2: It's a fun defense. Dude, yeah, Chris
0: Jones, Frank, Frank Clark. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah.
1: Juggernaut potential people. I wanted to pull up this stat or this uh I should say this tweet mm-hmm. from PFF Macri that I thought was uh speaking of Furious George Karloftis, didn't really pop as far as IDP production, but Seventy-eight point five snap share led all Kansas City edge rushers. We mentioned if you see something good from a rookie in Week One, that's very encouraging because yeah. this is typically start the vets time. Twenty-two point six pass rush pass rush win rate. That that's the hardest thing to say, folks. Pass <laughs> rush win, right. <laughs> win rate. <laughs> is the hardest thing to say. Don't you dare cut that. Oh, I definitely. You yeah, yeah, certainly leave will. It in. Nineteen point four pressure rate or nineteen point four percent pressure rate is very very good and a seventy four point a seventy point four pass rush grade. These stats got me all messed up, folks. He shook, dog. He shook. But go car- the hall. But Loftus <laughs> looked really good week one, even if maybe it didn't show up on the box scores. Uh, very encouraging start for Furious George. So. I'm with you, Bobbo. This Kansas City Chiefs defense could be very spicy. Another storyline we were tracking very closely, Addy. Jeremy Chin versus Xavier Woods' usage. We were worrying preseason action was showing us, has this flipped? Is Jeremy Chin now the deep safety? And Xavier Woods, the box guy, how did it shake out week one?
2: It flipped back.
1: Oh, it flipped back. Oh, yeah. welcome mm-hmm. to uh, welcome to fantasy football.
2: Yeah, so Xavier Woods, he played 51 snaps at free safety, 22 in the box Four at slot, two on the line, where Jeremy Chin, uh, back to his old waist, only 23 at free safety, then 30 in the box, 16 at slot, six on the line. So, great usage.
1: Bobo, I think if we were to ask these coaches to stop doing things in the preseason that make us freak out and wonder if our IDPs suddenly are losing value, I think this is probably what they would say.
2: But I'm not going to, so quit asking. (laughs) So quit asking. Hey, but don't – don't get it twisted. Jeremy Chin is still extremely overvalued yeah. and overrated.
0: Go back to my uh, mower thoughts from this last weekend where I ask, is it possible if uh, Xavier Woods outscores Jeremy Chin and IDP in 2022? Yep. Xavier Woods this week had eight total si- tackles. Jeremy Chin had seven. Um, so... It's possible. Yes, sir. But I will say, to give credit to some of the coaches in the NFL, i got to credit you guys. I know there's a lot listening. To guarantee. You heard it here hear first. Week
2: one, That's a week one. If it happens in week one, it happens forever. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Didn't uh, Frankie Lou play like one preseason snap, and then they pulled him? They knew. They've and put him in bubble wrap. Lock him in week one. Yep. You're in say, there. Say, yes. We love you. Corey Littleton.
1: Speaking of which, yeah, let's let's get to the more Snack. continued Panthers weirdness here. Uh, Shaq Thompson, 75% of snaps. Frankie Louvu, 85%. This was the one stat mm-hmm. of the week that made me say, uh-huh. uh, what? What's going on here? So, any interest in Frankie Louvu, Addy? Sure.
2: Yeah, if he's going to be getting those type of snaps. I mean, he's been making plays. I mean, he was making plays last year, making plays in the preseason. But,
1: yeah, 85%. Yeah. And he's got big play upside. Sure. IDP country, let's ride, Bobbo. I'm not interested in Frankie Luvo. This feels like fool's goad. I don't know. it's good. <laughs> Boys, I think this Mountain Dew is giving me uh, Josh, brain you damage.
0: You're stroke, Josh.
1: <laughs> I may be having a strong. Fool's goad. Fool's gold. Pass <laughs> <laughs> fresh win rate.
0: Ah, it just makes me think about
2: football. You will me to narrating that <laughs> experience now? Please
1: too. Good Lord. I'm hurt. Hey, hurting. Bobby, how you doing, man? We're good, Adam.
0: What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about golf?
1: Let's talk about, yeah, let's talk about golf some more. Bart, man, fried chicken. Uh, Let's talk about the second safety in Tampa Bay, Addy. This was a situation with Logan Ryan <laughs> He's coming over so about from this the, for the Giants. In the uh, and Jordan Whitehead, another of your flag plants out the door. How did it shake out for the safeties in Tampa Bay?
2: Yeah, so Mike Edwards, 69. Very nice. Snaps, 31 at free safety, 24 in the box, 11 uh, in, in the slot, 2 on the line, 1 at corner, uh, 63.2 PFF grade. Logan Ryan, he still played 57 snaps, 48 deep, 5 in the box, 4 in the slot, 54.0 PFF grade. So how did all these safeties get all this playing time? Because Antron Winfield played 69 as, as well. That's because Antron Winfield's basically a slot corner now. Yeah. 54 slot snaps mm. for Antron Winfield, 8 f- at free safety, 2 in the box,
1: 1 on the line. So that is amazing usage. Mm-hmm. And shout out, again, Greg Rosenthal mentioned this in his kind of roundup from training camp, he said that Antoine Winfield had replaced I can't remember who exactly it was as the slot corner, but Murphy Bunning or Dean probably one of those two guys as the slot corner. So
2: that's awesome,
1: man. Fun to see this carry through. This doesn't worry you at all. Uh we like this. This is no, kind this is of great. Like he's
2: closer to the line of scrimmage. Get a
1: playmaker in a spot where he can make more plays, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean he's he's still gonna make plays still he's one of the best safeties in the league.
1: Yep. That was a good uh, pregnant pause there. I was waiting for Bobo to chime in well, but uh, I was looking
0: up. So his uh, PFF grades from week one, uh, 71 uh, overall PFF grade. He had a 74 uh, run defense grade, and then he had a 71 coverage grade from week one. So all healthy. We love the slot snaps. Um, yeah man. Antoine Winfield looks like the reckoning of his father. Yeah, he's back to his father was a cornerback, a, a, a right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So, yeah, this is fun. This is following in his dad's footsteps. I love that, too. Uh, that's low key something that I. Talk about the old heartstrings. He Got sure it in his does. blood. Let's sure talk does. about the Chargers. There are, and there are low key some stories about Antoine Winfield that, um, you know, as a young kid, um, his dad had him up watching, like, Mm-hmm. watching tape with him, just saying, like, That's look, fun. this is something you need to learn right here. Yep.
1: That's like uh, the uh, St. Brown boys, their father being a yeah. Mr. Universe? Yeah. or yeah. Uh, like, How about that
2: yesterday? Both of them scoring like a minute apart. That was yeah. cool. That That'd be a chills. proud
1: dad moment. The chills continue, folks. Let's but talk. Enjoy that score. Though. Chargers and 49ers linebackers. Addy. You mentioned Kenneth Murray getting the most snaps. Yeah. What the hell's going on there? Uh, but... No surprise in San Francisco with the 49ers linebackers.
2: Right. Yeah. Fred Warner, 58 snaps. Dre Greenlaw, 58 snaps. Aziz Alshier, 30 snaps. So they're running a lot of three linebacker sets. But again, I mean, this maybe that's because of the game type it was. But
1: uh, I think Green- Justin Fields threw eight passes, yeah. if I'm not yeah. mistaken, in that game. Yeah. Alshire
0: got uh, ejected.
1: Did he? Mm hmm. Did he smack somebody as well? I think targeting. Oh, I think, oh, yeah, dang. I remember, remember but that. he graded really well, 70.4. Yeah. So he
2: graded the best of the three. Yeah. And then uh, Dre Greenlaw, 44.9 PFF grade. So mm-hmm. not great. Not good, especially when you got someone like Aziz right there, you know, behind down you. Down your so neck. Um, again, that was a situation I wanted nothing to do with. A lot of people hyping up our boy, uh, Gray Greenlaw. Great dream law.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's good. I like that. That's very dignified.
0: Man, that's fun. What do we do there in L.A. though? What's the What's the right call? Josh? I think it's
1: just. Um, I think maybe I'm plugging in Drew Tranquil. I, not, I'm out. I'm out on Kenneth Murray. Cal mm. Vanoy doesn't interest me. Troy Reader, no, thank you. Probably not touching any of these, honestly.
2: And outside of Fred Warner, that's all I want in San Fran. Right. Yeah, Both those That's the only one
1: gross. that we feel really solid about. So yeah, I'll stick with Fred Warner as well. Addie, go ahead and take a we could take a little tiny, like, yeah. like tiny little track victory lap for Jalen Phillips week's week one usage because oh baby, that was fun to see. Rip Van Winkle, Melvin Ingram, sit down, be humble. Yeah. So um and yeah, Melvin Ingram had a great game because he had a touchdown, but man, Jalen Phillips, the snaps were there that we wanted to see. And talk about overly optimistic man. Jalen Phillips far exceeded what I thought we were going to get from him week one.
2: Yeah, we got 40 snaps out of Jalen Phillips. That was 71% of the snaps. Um, Emmanuel Ogba got 39. So, I mean, that kind of tells you what they what they think about both of those guys. The next closest was Melvin Ingram, who had 31 snaps. Andrew Van Winkle only had seven snaps. You just mixed those <laughs> up, so now he's
1: truly just a um, cartoon character.
2: But, yeah, there's uh, – We'll see what we'll see how they sprinkle in Trey Flowers if mm-hmm. they do at all. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just extremely encouraging for Jalen Phillips. Mm-hmm. Didn't play well, but again, this is a tough matchup. I mean,
1: I just wanted to see the usage.
0: We said the usage this, was
2: great.
1: The, this will come along. Like the quality
0: of play will improve the more opportunity he gets, Bobo. And he said, got the opportunity. We said it last week. Phillips and Agba are the two that you want. That continues to be the case. So we'll see if it continues. But bet on talent. That's yes, right, and, always.
1: Two, I think we underestimated the impact of new coaches. Yeah. Even though the defensive coordinator is still there, a holdover mm-hmm. from the Brian Flores regime, Mike McDaniel coming in, new coach, and he's a,
2: gonna question the way he's doing stuff. He's gonna say, go, right. Why are you doing it like that? You know, he's, a, he's exactly. a smart coach.
1: He's a smart guy. He got the blue and the red Gatorade Bath from his players. Mm. Uh, that was kind of funny. Just literally doubt he had to throw his glasses off. He couldn't even see for his postgame speech. So that was fun. But uh yeah, the Miami edge rushing situation. Very interested in how that shakes out week two. Quay Walker usage. Yes. And he was pretty nice. Uh, obviously sustained the injury, so we'll see how severe that is. But uh, it was everything we wanted for week one. It was, what, 87%? percent hmm
2: Of course, he didn't play the whole game, but, I mean, when he was out there. It was When he, he was, was out there, Yeah, 87% of the snaps that he was out there. So, yeah, I
0: mean. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's two full time linebackers. Um, yep. Eight tackles. That's
2: that's that's correct, Josh. That's exactly what that is. That is
1: the scheme buster. That's the scheme buster. We mentioned he was, I think, the the kind of original. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Right? Original poster child scheme buster. And mm-hmm. you
2: know, Green Bay told us all off season. They spent the first round pick on the guy. Guy looks great. Yep. He looks great every time you see him out there in action. He's very quick to the ball, it drills people.
0: Yeah. Good player. Things change, people. The 2021 season is not the 2022 season. New players, new coaching staffs, new offensive, defensive coordinators. Just because things were in 2021 doesn't mean that that's how they're going to be this year. Expect change.
2: And, again, like that Green Bay team, they're not that talented. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. They don't have – like they're aging and
0: the
1: offense lost a lot of talent.
0: They're going to have to get creative.
1: That offense is missing some juice, boys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Romeo Dubs is your leading target. Easy, easy.
2: I mean, even losing someone like you know, we know what we think of MVS, but I mean, losing someone like that, I mean, that you you wouldn't think that'd be such a big deal, but man, they really could use someone like. They that. They were yeah.
1: missing two offense: Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins were gone. Lazard's Al Lazard out. was gone. They had some guys missing, but man, Still. that was a that was a bummer of a performance for Week One. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Arizona Cardinals linebacker usage. It is hashtag Zayvon season, but let's talk about the Philadelphia linebackers. What did Nickobe Dean look like for Week One, Eddie? He only played three snaps.
2: So okay, we didn't get to see him
1: a whole lot. Then. Not much
2: to gather, from and we kind of
1: figured that was going to be the case. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh, T.J. Edwards, he played sixty-nine percent of the snaps. One hundred percent. Kaiser White played 51, uh, 51 snaps for seventy-four percent. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, you can trust both those guys. I think for probably for the you know half yep. the season. Yep. And then they're going to maybe work in Nicobe Dean. Maybe not though. I mean, they mm-hmm. they may just have. You know, plans to use. They may him have next two year.
1: guys they like, and those are the two guys.
2: Yeah. What I was most interested, though, from the Eagles was, of course, our boy Chauncey Gardner Johnson. What was he going to be? Uh, how was he going to be used there in Philadelphia? <laughs> and it looks like he's going to be a safety. Boys, ninety-seven percent of the snaps, thirty-three at free safety, twenty-seven in the box, seven slot.
1: That's juicy. That's delicious. Very and juicy for a player that is as aggravating to play as Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That's what we want to see. That's what you want to do, get this guy in a position to make plays, because that's what he does. I
0: felt stupid when I looked on RSO and you had picked him up. I thought, dang, I thought for sure this guy was owned. Uh, he was sorry, by me. Was yeah, rostered. you, you got
1: to cancel Bobby now. Yeah, guys. my sorry. apologies. We need to cancel, like, dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sound whenever someone gets canceled mid-pod. <laughs> So uh, yeah, team dropping or something. There you go. I got to so, give you credit though, Josh. You please saw do. you
0: saw the Eagles team as being good, and the Eagles team did look pretty. They, look they did good. They did play the Ravens. Lions. Ravens
1: looked good as well. Lions the look solid though. Yeah, yeah. they made they it had interesting. Some fun players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jets suck, so you can't really take a whole lot away for the Ravens side of things. But I think that team will be uh, in the mix for the AFC North and maybe in the mix for the Super Bowl. We'll see.
0: The Eagles just seemingly have a ton of depth everywhere. Yep. You know, even here at Linebacker, we're talking about T.J. Edwards, whatever, Kaiser White and the Kobe Dean. Um,
1: Howie Roseman is not a perfect GM, but he's made some really good moves recently, Mm -hmm. added some really top-end talent uh, through the draft, through free agency, through trades. So Mm -hmm. I think this Eagles team is really good, and I think they're going to be in the mix for a one seed in the NFC. Mm -hmm. We mentioned the Houston Linebackers, Camu Grugier-Hill, was really solid. We had Christian Kirksey, solid as well. But what about the ATL linebackers? Addy, we mentioned Michael Walker. Uh, was Performed well week one, but how else were things shaking out there in the linebacker and the safeties? Yep, yeah, so Walker, 100% of the snaps, 62.5 overall PFF grade. Rashawn Evans, this is
2: one that's pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Evans has typically been a guy that only plays like 70% of the snaps. He played 98% of the snaps, 64.8. PFF grade. So if he's going to continue to get that amount, he's going to be very useful this year for us in IDP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie Grant. Everyone's very curious about how he uh, bounces back from his rookie year. 60 snaps, 64.9 PFF grade, uh, 40 of his snaps for free safety, 11 in the slot, six in the box, one on the line. Um, so not the, the yeah. usage that we were really on. Same with Jalen Hawkins. They use these safeties in the same – really kind of the same way, 60 snaps for Hawkins as well, 67.1 PFF grade, 34 free safety, 10 in the box, 10 at slot, 4 at corner, 2 on the line. So they usually put these safeties deep. Uh, But Richie Grant was able to rack up 10 tackles. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a good sign. And, again, another team that doesn't have a ton of talent around uh, on it. So – Richie Grant could be a solid safety. He was a, a, a great value for him. We you were very draft.
1: excited about him last year, and he let yep. us down. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So, good start for him.
1: All right. Well, there's the Atlanta breakdown. And, Addie, I love that you just went ham on the Jets safeties plus linebackers plus line. We don't have to hit all of these, but was there – one or two players in particular. Let's mention your flag plant, Jordan Whitehead, of course. But were there any anybody besides Whitehead that uh, made your eyebrows maybe raise for week one? Um, yeah, let's
2: do Whitehead's first. 55 snaps for Whitehead, 18 in the box, 14 in the slot, one on the line, 20 at free safety, two at corner. So he played 98% of the snaps. Had an okay game. Uh, we would have liked to, you know, see him do better. But the usage is good. He's out there a ton, so I think the stat lines will improve. Uh, I was, I'm curious in the the second linebacker there. So Quincy Williams, uh, he played 51 snaps uh, versus Quan Alexander playing 37 snaps. Now Quincy Williams graded awful, 45.0 PFF. Quan, Quan Alexander 74.0 mm-hmm. PFF. And me and Johnny had this conversation. I mean, if you have Quan, Exa- Quan Alexander on the team, why would you even play Quincy Williams? I mean, clearly Quan Alexander is a better linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh so, still
1: way younger than you think too. Yeah, still just surprisingly like surprisingly young. Right, we talked yeah. about that
2: at one point, but um yeah, we could easily see see that situation flip at some point. So I think, you know, even though Quincy Williams was, you know, if you started him, you you were very happy just He's one of those situations where I, I just feel like they're going to pull the rug out from underneath He's Fools'
1: Gold as well? He's Fools'
2: Gold. Fools' Gold. He's Fools' Gold. I'm going to no clip doubt. that for the board as well. <laughs> yeah, copyright that. That's, that's going to be big. That sounds like, good. That's, like that, your let's ride. that's
1: our next next shirt. Fools' <laughs> Goad.
2: Uh, I was also curious about the, the line really outside of Quinn and Williams. I just wanted to see like who was getting the snaps. Carl Lawson, 29 snaps. He put up three pressures. Uh, John Franklin Myers, he had 28 mm. snaps. He put up three pressures. Michael Clemens, that's Michael with an E. The preseason the, freak with the, the nose EAL. ring. Mm-hmm. Yes, twenty four snaps, sixty two point three PFF grade. So that's great seeing him get an opportunity this early on. Um, and Jermaine Johnson got nineteen snaps, hey, and put up a pressure and a sack. All right. So uh, yeah,
1: I mean we'll we'll continue to to watch that, but it looks like they got a pretty heavy rotation there right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Bobo. We mentioned the Raiders linebacker, Denzel Perryman, exited. So, Divide Diablo with 63 snaps and Jayon Brown with 44. Uh, But the Chicago edge rushers, we've talked a lot about these dudes because Robert Quinn just screamed regression with the number of sacks that he had in 2021. We also had Al-Qadim Muhammad and Travis Gibson. We mentioned Dominique Robinson. Are you shooting your shot on any of these Bears edge rushers? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, if you were to shoot your shot on these Bears edge rushers, who are you interested in?
0: I'm still interested in Robert Quinn just because mm, I like him, and it's kind of hard to look away from his, what did he have, 14 sacks or whatever last year. I can still see him having 8 to 10 sacks this year. Um, but just put a pin in probably not al Muhammad. Maybe Travis Gibson or Dominique Robinson could pan out for the end of the year, um, but nothing really. You know, deeper leagues maybe, but... Nothing to really, you know, take away from right now.
1: All right. Well, let's put a a bow on this conversation, fellas. Of the ambiguous situations that we've tracked here for week one, which one are you most excited to see how it pans out for week number two to see if these trends (laughs) continue? Um, I'll go first. I want to see what the L.A. Chargers linebackers looks like because I really do think it's Drew Tranquil. But if they pull the ultimate ropey dope by having Kenneth Murray now be the lead linebacker and I get my flag plant just one year late, I'm going to be pissed, but also, I guess, uh, justify, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel.
0: What did you just call that? The ropey dope? I thought it was ropa.
1: Ropa dope? Sure. Ralphs, I've butchered all sorts of words tonight. He, he all over just,
0: I need to self cancel. You're gonna
1: you're gonna go home and take a good look in the mirror, ain't you? I'm
0: gonna look in the mirror. It and just and ra- go <laughs> like that. It didn't seem wrong. It just sound real country. Oh, ropey dope. Hey, ropey
1: dope. This is your last episode. I think it is. I think I might have to hang him up after this. <laughs> it's about time. Been a good ride I though, folks. Bobby Pod, Bobo. What did you think? Which which situation are you most excited to see week two?
0: Well, Josh, we're gonna have to go to the great state of California. And look at the old Scheme Buster himself. The most
1: talked about player on Twitter, Ernest Jones. You knew he couldn't Sir. finish a pod without bringing up Ernest Jones. You knew he couldn't do it. Enough of Adam yells It's about time for me to yell for a minute. I love when I have yelling on both sides.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. What, can't
1: what's, wait. Your, what's your expectation? You said 60%. That was your flag plant. He got like 58 and some change. Times are changing. Plus or minus, 58 percent of snaps assuming health for week two what do you think over over
0: give me the over
1: all right Addie, what about you you going over for week two on earnest give me the over i'll take the over as well.
2: all you nerds out there that done your victory lap and i want you to apologize to <laughs> every single one of us
1: man it was an absolute just it was a, it was a horror show
0: on twitter this everyone weekend.
2: as always log out <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go call a loved hey. one. Just check in. Great time to play golf in the great
2: state of Kentucky. Everything's greening up real nice right now. Go
0: for a walk with your wife.
2: Feels beautiful out there.
0: Get you a little Italian pasta at a local little uh, yeah. brewery. Bob,
1: how weird. I'm sitting down for mm. dinner at one of mm. our favorite establishments, and a man walks up, and Allie's like, who is this?
0: Josh don't know about and the was uh, like, tracker, oh. tracker on his car. Yeah, that would be Sir. Bobby. Uh,
1: of all places that you could uh, know pull you up are. for birthday dinner. I
0: know where you are at all times, Josh. It's small town charm.
1: It's true. Allie always makes fun of me because I see someone that I know every time I go out. I'm like, that's just Bowling Green. It's, this, like, yeah. it's the uh, Big biggest small, small town in the world. Yep. Mr. Politic over here. Mr. Politic. The exact opposite. Yes, I try not to see people when I go out. It just, hey, it just happens. That's
0: me too. I took that hat in, glasses on.
2: When you see people out, are you, you would do the thing like where you shake someone's hand and you put your other hand over. <laughs> just show the people what I'm talking about. Give me like that there you, oh, yeah. you do oh, the, Josh Ramer. The double Josh shake. Ramer.
1: Josh Cal Raymer. No, I, I make them <laughs> hug me and then just breathe into their ear for an uncomfortable amount of time just to establish dominance. You smell nice. Yeah, you smell real nice. Addie, I have to assume the situation you're most excited for. Jalen Phillips. It's Jalen Phillips, right? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, folks. Uh Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's good to have football back. It's good to be doing this podcast. Yep. Love the preview episode, Addy. Thank you for blessing us with You're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. A lot of good calls in there. I will say so if, uh, yeah, I'm a good. I'm really good at this. <laughs> so the thing that we love about the preview episodes is each preview team's gonna come at it a little bit differently. It's their own baby, it's their own canvas on which to paint. John ackery and I will be doing a little bit different setup. You and Johnny have always gone game by game. I love that setup. Hearing about all the players from each of the games. A lot of fun. Johnny threw in some great cornerback streamers in there as well. Mm -hmm. So check out his work on IDP, guys, if you haven't already. What are you doing? Uh, But John and I will be back with you all Friday afternoon. We're going to be looking at his utilization report. Some interesting trends or guys that popped out from that. We're going to be talking about some start sits. We'll be doing some listener questions We'll be talking all 22 and talking a little pop culture as well. So look forward to that on Friday, folks. And uh, again, if you'd like to support the show, it's 5 bucks a month, 50 bucks a year, theidpshow.com. This week, all the cool perks. Go behind the paywall, so go check it out. And uh, give us some
2: support over there if you'd like. What's the number one pop culture thing that you're thinking about?
1: i don't even know how to <laughs> pop culture thing this from the guy who hasn't been on a plane in 10 years or right? seen a movie since uh right i've got some good recs in there you'll have to tune in friday to see what i'm recommending no
2: thanks it's, i'm worried it's not
1: nathan fielder so i don't think you're gonna yeah. check it out yeah i'm not yeah the rehearsal
2: that's a great show
1: and we're just going to be talking—not even things we recommend. It's I don't like—I don't like recommending things for people because then if they don't like it, it's like my yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. It's like I enjoy this. You wasted
2: our time. You Having make the decision.
1: It. You make the decision if you want yeah. to hey, try please, this out.
2: Listen, I know Josh has piss poor taste, so I don't ever asking me anything like that.
1: This man has not watched a movie, folks, in probably eight years.
2: Yeah, well, the movies aren't, aren't what they used to be. I'll say that.
1: <laughs> the pictures nowadays, they that. just don't slap like hey, they
2: used to. The, the actors are, are saying that back, too. They've been, I've been hearing them say that.
1: They've been saying it to Addy on the streets, Bobbo. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> I for the stars, messed up and shattered.